On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we preview our playoff matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram at Packers Podcast and Twitter at Packers Pod. And with that, let's go Pack. Third down and five. Rogers, same side. And this time, it's in the hands of Lazar. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan. Joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) So the Packers and Seahawks have a little bit of history. I will ask you guys to kick this thing off. What is the first thing you think about when you think about Packers versus Seahawks? Uh, Brandon Bosick, because I thought we were in the Super Bowl. And this is like the Seahawks give us games that are where were you win kind of games. Like you just remember where you were. And I was at home team grill in Richmond, Virginia in the fan. And I was actually moving back to Wisconsin the following week. So I was texting Wisconsin fans that we need to get a Super Bowl party together ASAP because we were so confident about the win. And then Brandon Bostic onside kick happened and we gave away that game in so many other ways. But that's the first thing that comes to mind. Phil Mary in a very close second. Uh, mine would have to be Matt Hesselbeck. I want the ball and we're going to yeah. win. And Al Harris taking it to the house. That That's a good memory, Dan. You, I can't believe your best memory versus Seahawks is a loss. But Recent memories. I guess, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely my top, top Seahawks Packers moment. Yeah, I think when I first think about it, I think of kind of that deep pass to win it in overtime and more so like the bird's eye angle review that I saw in sports center day after day after day. But I love that Al Harris and not only intercepting it for after Matt Hasselbeck said it, but then like throwing up the number one symbol as he's sprinting in. And I remember being like a, <laughs> like an autograph shop in Brookfield that had like a 16 by 20 Al Harris and like 18 year old me was staring at it for the longest time being like, am I really going to spend $120 on this photo? But I thought it was like the funniest thing ever. Cause he even subscribed, like scribed, we'll take the ball and win. I'm like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. But <laughs> so good moments and bad moments. Uh, NBC uh, kind of recapping the game with Seattle and Philadelphia kept making it seem as though Seattle had our number, but the Seattle Seahawks have lost the last eight games in Lambeau. Uh, Russell Wilson 0-3 at Lambeau with three touchdowns and six interceptions. So it's a little interesting that I think we were all kind of assuming that the Seattle group, they're, they're a rugged group that knows how to win, and they do have a 7-1 and record, but they're 2-3 and in their last five games. They haven't been overly impressive, as we would kind of think. So let's start with our defense going against Russell Wilson and a backfield that apparently is going to see more Marshawn Lynch carries, which I think we're all in agreement we're for. Give me all uh, the Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Metcalf and his Hulk body, Lockett. How are we <laughs> feeling about our defense against this offense? You know, this offense doesn't seem like – they're beat up. This team's beat up. You know, they're, they're, they're three running backs that they had on their squad at the beginning of the year are all on IR – um, they've, they've turned to the old Mr. Skittles, uh, out of retirement yet again, uh, to hopefully have a, I don't know, a fairy tale ending maybe, I don't know. Um, but really 
the only thing that scares me about this offense is Russell Wilson ability to extend plays and then DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in the deep game. Um, you could see in that game in the wild card round that they, they depended on the big play. If those big plays didn't happen, this game probably would have been a lot closer in favor of the Eagles. Um, and that's with their starting quarterback out of the game. So I, I just don't see this offense really putting up big numbers against our defense. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of concern uh, throughout the different uh, press circulations about DK Metcalf. And obviously, if you're going to shadow him with Kevin King just based on the size advantage, I think Metcalf's in the 230-pound range. Uh, so putting Jair on him would be quite the mismatch when you've got Tyler Lockett on the other side that's like 5'10", 185, 190, somewhere in there. So um, we haven't done a lot of it this year, but it makes sense if our corners shadow these two different receivers. DK Metcalf coming off this strong game against the Eagles is getting a lot of press, and good for him. It was something like 10 catches for 160 yards. But who doesn't have a good game against the Eagles? Amen. So like you said, Josh, the Seahawks are really a running offense, a power running offense that opens up what I think are fairly average wide receivers. And it's all on Russell Wilson to make this offense click. And without these running backs, I don't care. Marshawn Lynch is going to have a couple runs where he's going to, you know, if it were in Seattle, it would light up the crowd. He's going to run over poor number 50 once, hopefully just once. And (laughs) we're all going to cringe. Uh, but there's not enough there to build on. He he doesn't have runaway ability. This Travis Homer, who's the other running back they're going to mix in, um, he doesn't have enough to scare you where you need to respect this running game after you've shown that you're going to stop it, right? you got to stop it early. Um, but they're going to try to free up Russell Wilson to do what he does best, and it's going to be on our defense to keep eyes on him, whether that's a spy or playing a little more zone defense than we normally do, uh, to not let Russell Wilson get away. And I went back and looked. How do you guys think the Packers' defense has performed against Against mobile quarterbacks this year. Ooh, that, I I don't know. I honestly don't know the. The only thing I can think of is Lamar's like thirty yard run, but that was preseason. I can't. Yeah. I, I think they've been fine. I don't think they would have been horrible. No. Yeah, and if it weren't for Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson's probably the league MVP this year without you know any running back core, which is crazy. So we faced Trubisky toys. First game he went three rushes, eleven yards. That's fine. Uh, we faced Carson Wentz. I'm going to call him a mobile quarterback. Six rushes, 13 yards. That's good. Dak Prescott, though, four rushes, 27 yards for just under seven yards of carry. Not great. Although they were playing from behind, so maybe we were a little looser in our coverage. Uh, Daniel Jones was five rushes for six yards. And then Mitch Trubisky, again, in that second-to-last game of the season, got us four rushes for – or third-to-last game of the season, I should say, got us four rushes for 29 yards, so over seven yards of carry. And those are not the caliber of Russell Wilson. So we have shown there's a bit of a weakness. I, I won't say it's been bad, but I wouldn't be surprised if this man-to-man defense that we're all touting as Jair against Tyler Lockett and Kevin King against DK Metcalf, if specifically on third downs, if we play a little more zone than what us fans would like to see, but letting our secondary keep eyes, our secondary and our linebackers keep eyes on Russell Wilson so he doesn't sneak out of the pocket. Yeah, I think we match up so well against Seattle. And I know we had conversations going into the Seattle-Philadelphia game of who we'd like to see. And there was kind of this mixed feeling of, I think Philadelphia had the weapons, but they were so banged up. Seattle, I think we match up better against this backfield. I'm not not nervous at all. And I know that he's coming out of retirement and serving shots and bars and eating Skittles. So I wasn't necessarily expecting him to rule the world. But so far in these two games of Seattle, 
18 attempts by Marshawn Lynch for 41 yards. So it's it's not pretty running so far. Uh, the tight end situation isn't something that scares me, especially with who we've had to play this year. And I think that Amos and Savage are going to play a huge role in being that physicality in the back end of the secondary that, yeah, DK Metcalf is a beast to take down. Uh, you have beast mode if he has those runs. At least I feel good about having those guys back there that are willing to hit people. Uh, but this the Seattle offense has slowly but surely started to protect uh, Russell Wilson a little bit more over the course of the season. But they've still given up the 10th most sacks and the 4th most QB hits. And something that I can't believe it's taken us this long to talk about. Zadarius Smith working out and posting it on Instagram fired me up. The dude's in the <laughs> weight room talking about nobody believes in me. And I was like... This dude might have 16 sacks in this one game alone. I am so fired up for Preston, Zadarius, and hopefully a healthy Kenny Clark to absolutely show their worth this game. You're so right. And if you watch the wild card game versus the Eagles, where was all the pressure coming from? Up the middle. Um, and that's where Zadarius Smith has been having a ton of success uh, in recent weeks. Uh, so I can't wait to see him lined up over the guard and center and just see him bull rush right through him. The the benefit here, too, that we haven't brought up necessarily, but uh, Ben Fennell did a nice job, I think, in one of his breakdown articles. Once again, we'll reference him. But last year, we were a top 10 team in blitzing percentage, and it was because we couldn't generate a pass rush with just our three or four guys. This year, we're 27th, 27th in the league in blitzing. So we're generating a rush on just three or four men. So what that does is that frees up that spy that I mentioned. Uh, and let's not forget to bring up Raven Green is most likely coming back off the IR. He designated to return uh i don't i don't know if it's official yet but all signs are pointing to this is our guy so chan and sullivan's been playing some of the best football of his career you need role players like this to step up and make a run in the playoffs raven green coming back healthy and even kyler fackrell there was a piece done this week that he played a little bit of a spiral against mobile quarterbacks early in the year if we can get a rush against this seattle line which should be feasible with just three or four guys it frees up that seventh guy in the backfield to keep eyes on russell wilson that it, that's their whole offense this week. DK Metcalf might outman us for a ball once or twice, but I trust Jair to cover up Tyler Lockett fairly well. It's it's just containing Russell Wilson in my mind. Yeah, and I think when you think about this bye and this two weeks off, it hurts the secondary a little bit in terms of timing. The offense is definitely another story. But the group that I think it helps the most is this pass searching group that says, I'm getting healthy, I'm getting rest. And all I got to do is just go straight for it as fast as I can. And it just excites me. I, I really, really, really hope that Pettin kind of sticks the dogs on Russell early and often, gets him out of a groove. Because it, the Philadelphia game, I mean, it was it was a slow game. And we can talk all that we want about Clowney and the Wentz situation. But it wasn't a very pretty game whatsoever. It actually reminded me of the really, really, really bad halves of football that the Packers offense have played. I think we can take advantage of the Seahawks. It's literally a matter of Lockett and Metcalf not getting too many big plays, and I really think we can control this offense. So with that, let's turn over to our offense, who we'll see what happens. We we picked it up a little bit again. We love to play second-half football against Detroit. Two weeks off, uh, facing a defense that really – 
when you look at the numbers, isn't all that great. 22nd in points against, 26th in yards against, and 29th in sacks, but somehow finds a way to be a top five team when it comes to turnovers. So who do we think steps up on the offensive side to really get us going? I, I worry about our offense in this game. Um, I, only because the Seattle defense is very stingy. Um, that they have holes on their defense. You know, their defensive line plays pretty aggressive. So normally you can get a run game going on them. Um, and you can normally move the ball on them pretty well. Um, but the reason they are doing so well is those turnovers and interceptions. These guys know how to play zone coverage over the middle. Um, they play lockdown man on the outside. Um, and then normally have some very confusing coverages over the middle. And I, I'm a little worried about how Aaron Rodgers will handle that in this game just because he hasn't been playing his best ball. Um, but yeah, I do worry about our offense in this game. On a scale of one to 10, how worried are you guys about Jadavian Clowney? Zero. Whoa. Of, of tackling Rodgers late and trying to concuss him. Uh, make him make I nine in general, it's like a five. I think he's going to make two plays, but I, I just, I don't think he's hit his stride the entire year. I really don't. I don't even get why people are still talking about him. They they kept bringing him up in the wild card game like he was going to make some incredible sack. He has three total sacks in 13 games this year. Like, why is this guy a top rushing end in the league? You know what I'd like to see? I don't care if you guys aren't scared of him. The guy has the ability in one play to strip sack and you know completely change the pace of the game. I'd like to see the Packers just commit to keeping Jimmy Graham in to block Clowney. And it I don't mean not running a route at all, but he can chip, he can help out, and then he can release late. Jimmy Graham has shown that he's not going to be very useful to us 30 yards downfield. Mm-hmm. Stay in, help with the pass rush first, then release into the passing game. I Honestly, Josh, I have a slightly different feeling than you on the offense, and maybe it's just my wishful thinking, but all year we've been saying – Leave it to 12 to fix these issues come playoff time. If there's one guy that we need to turn it on, it's going to be 12. I think the Seahawks defense has enough holes in it that this is a week he puts some stuff together. He's, he's read in the media for two weeks that he's lost it and he's inaccurate. Uh, I think we're going to have a good game. Yeah. Did you guys see uh, Rob Domofsky on ESPN? He, he gave a bunch of numbers on Aaron Rodgers. Um he threw 49.6% of his passes to open wide receivers this year. That's the third highest in the league. So, and and they consider open wide receivers with three plus yards of separation. So that I just wanted to bring that up because is it really a wide receiver issue? If we had the highest percent of passes to open wide receivers, or is it just Rogers isn't taking the chances as much anymore? Well, that's funny because the only other stat that I wrote down was taking shots has not been successful He's got a 33% clip of passes 20 yards or more. Mm-hmm. So I would argue you got to take your shots to loosen up the safeties, but I would argue just take what's given. And mm-hmm. that gets you into this territory, Josh, that you mentioned. So I'm going to agree with you on this part. Two linebackers here to watch. Bobby Wagner, one of the best middle linebackers in the game, if not the best. And then KJ Wright is one of the outside linebackers that will cover the middle two in passing. These two guys are good. And what I'd like to see the offense do is create motion and create some deception to keep these guys honest and keep them covering maybe a guy running a jet sweep, maybe a fake toss to the running back. Keep these guys honest so you can still free up some space in the middle. If someone's going to make a play on the defense not named Clowney, it's KJ Wright or Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I – th- 
I mean, if there's any time for Rodgers to regain the status of elite, it's in this game and in this playoff run. Uh, it worries me a little bit that we're waiting for technically week 17 for our, <laughs> our QB to be who he is. But I just I hope that this Seattle defense is good enough. And I hope that we spend the time in this kind of two week break really just thinking about how we spread the ball around, not only to receivers, but also in parts of the field. I feel like we neglect situationally parts of the field. It's either always sideline, always sideline, always sideline, always deep, always short. Like we never have this beautiful spread of of passes each and every game. And Rodgers, when you look at his numbers compared to Wilson in terms of throwing, Wilson obviously his completion rate is is far better. But both at around four thousand yards. Both have uh, four interceptions for Rodgers, five for Wilson. Like they're game managers. It's just Russell has done it probably with a little bit less. Definitely now nowhere near an offensive line, but. You just kind of hope that Devontae has a good enough game. Jones has a good enough game. We get that kind of second and third tier of, look, Geronimo, we need 30 yards from you. The uh, tight ends, we need 40. no fumbles. Yeah. And no fumbles, yeah. <laughs> so it worries me a little bit. Uh, we've never really been sharp with the break. I just hope that at some point we go, let's start with short passes and work out. The deep threats will open. Let's get Jones into space. But, uh, man, Rodgers, you can turn a lot of people's heads around if you come out firing as as old Rodgers. But I worry that, you know, it's the old light switch. You think you can flick it on, flick it off. But what happens when it doesn't turn on? We will see about that. Dang, that's that's morbid. Yeah. He's going to do it. He's going to turn yeah. it. He's going to turn it. Yeah. <laughs> So we made a promise on this podcast that if the Packers made it to the divisional round, we would go to Vegas. And so with the number two seed locked up three weeks ago, we booked our place and this podcast is heading to Vegas to watch it in a sports book. We were a little nervous about hanging out with Philly fans. I think Seattle is much more manageable. Uh, but with that, <laughs> yeah, with that, <laughs> we've come up with five prop bets for this game so we're going to go around the horn starting with dan on this first one over under one and a half passing yards or uh passing touchdowns way over for our very own aaron Rodgers. i've got him over one and a half passing touchdowns and it's a prelude to something i'll say later uh i think aaron's going to come out slinging in this game oh i have him under i'm going under i think he just gets one uh, in this game I am going to go over. I think there's one to at least Lazard and Adams, and then I think Jones out of the backfield gets one. So I will go over one and a half on that. So these down, so we have to pay out at the end here. Yeah, we gotta we gotta somehow keep track. Although we haven't done that for anything else this year. But (laughs) number two, heading to you first, Josh. Adams and Jones combined total yards over under 200.5 yards. Uh, I go over. Do I have to say what my over is? No, no, no. I mean, you right. can get the Vegas works. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over, but if I had to guess, I'd guess two thirty for both of them. You like that two thirty range? You had that as Rogers' yard <laughs> stat a couple it's weeks. It's lucky. Back. It's a lucky number. All right, Ryan, what do you got? If they're gonna win, it has to be over. I actually think, I mean, I would hope that it spreads it around. Uh, there's been some weeks we've been very good. There's been some weeks we've been very bad. I think they're going to go over purely because of Jones' catching ability, hoping, 
hoping they include that more this game. I trust the Jones catching ability to give him 30 or 40 yards. I trust the last time we played them in 2018, he only had 11 carries. I trust he's going to have more like 15 to 20. And the last time we played, Devontae had 10 catches for 166. So I've got him over 200 yards combined. Oh, dang. You went deep on this. All right. (laughs) Prop bet number three. Total Packer sacks over under three and a half with a bonus pick of what is the total number of Smith Brothers sacks. So I will start with this one. I'm going to go under. I think it's three. And I think the Smiths account for two of those. Uh, I'm going to say uh, one and a half for Mr. Zadarius and a half for Preston. But I will go under. Dang, that was my exact guess out of the gate. Um, I think it's going to be under I just the Russell Wilson mobility. I don't think you're you're sacking this guy four or five times. If we do, we're in great shape. Uh, but I'm going to go under on this one. So just to change it up, I'll say we're only going to get two total sacks, and uh, they're not both going to be Smith brothers. Preston hasn't tallied them up at the same rate he did in the first half of the season. So let's say one is Zadarius and one is someone else cleaning up a mess that uh, the Smiths created. Oh, shoot, Finn, you took mine. So I'm going over. I'm going over. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but uh, I, I'll, I'll say four. I'll just say four, and I say all four are the Smith brothers. Ooh. Oh, oh man. But but what about Martinez? Uh, not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Who wins the turnover battle? Seattle, Packers, or tie? Um, turnover battle. I don't like what I'm about to have to say, but I think Seattle wins the turnover battle. And I hope it's just one to nothing. Uh, I honestly think the Packers are going to fumble at some point. Mm. We've we've shown no consistency carrying the ball, whether it's Jimmy Graham, Geronimo Allison, Aaron Jones has let the ball loose. Um, Seahawks defense is pretty good at ripping it out. Um, I hope we create turnovers too. Uh, but just for the sake of not going a true Homer Packer fan on all these bets, uh, I'm going to say Seattle wins the turnover battle. Hopefully just one, nothing. I'm going to say it's a tie. I think they both give up one. Uh, I don't see Seahawks fumbling. So it has to come from Russell getting out of the pocket and just kind of makes a bad throw or a nice little deflection that pops it up. I just, yeah, this the Seattle defense is very opportunistic. I think they at least get one, so I'm going to say tie. Well, I'm going all in on the Packers, boys. I, <laughs> I, I think the Packers are going to get shocked. more. I think our defense is, they are so motivated right now because everybody has been underestimating them all year. I think they are just going to knock Seahawks in the mouth. Um, we've been, people have been saying the Packers play weak. I don't see that. I think our defense is one of the toughest defenses in the National Football League. Um, and I think we get two turnovers to Seattle zero. Ooh, Josh has got us like the Clemson version of the NFL. So. <laughs> You're like Feinbaum coming on here talking about Packers. <laughs> Somebody's uh, got to. <laughs> yeah. So the last one, starting with you, Gibbs, and we'll see how we figure this out in Vegas and how alcohol plays in effect. We might have to have a, a secondary source back home. Over under two and a half times they show previous playoff moment flashbacks between these two teams. A montage of where they show the history only counts as one, so it has to be separate occasions. Two and a half. So does it have to be during the game or can it be in the pregame showing also? As soon as the kickoff. As soon as as the kickoff. 
All right, I'll go. I, I'm going over on that, and I think it's probably five to six. <laughs> Dan, what do you think? Oh yeah, two and a half is way too low. This is going to be over. <laughs> Especially if it's a close game at the end, they're going to be showing every single. Even Brandon Bosick, I think it was his daughter, texted him and said, "Seahawks play the Packers." And he goes, "Oh no, they're going to be talking about me," and he screenshotted it and shared it to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking it'd be over for sure even by half uh, if we included full playoffs just in general because then they'd show the clowny helmet hit. Uh, they'd show Russell Wilson's interception against Butler. When it comes to these two, I'm going to say oh, under. I'm going to say under. I think they're going to show a really long remember this, remember this, remember this, and whether it's whoever it's good for towards the end of the game, they'll kind of replay uh, that stat, whether it's Hasselback for the win or uh, Russell's deep throw. So yeah. I'll stay under for that. I, I hope it's under. And, and the ultimate decider is, are we on Fox? We are on Fox. Yeah, also, we're on Fox. They love, they love flashbacks. Yep. Joe, Troy, and flashbacks. Well, I don't know. NBC and ESPN have gotten pretty bad with the storylines just to keep them. NBC loves their graphics too. So they would like reanimate it with some stick figures or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was part of me. Well, I I didn't want to go anywhere near Booger. So, uh, no. but those graphics are either amazing or it's like uh, this poor individual spent six days making Santa Claus look like uh, a demon Andy Reid, and it's just embarrassing. But they're wild. So we'll see. We'll keep track of this. We'll we'll catch up with everybody in the recap pod, which may be coming Sunday night. Which no, we gotta do our predictions. Yeah, we'll but we'll wrap up this part of the the prop bets before. Let's go around. What okay. are we thinking for Seattle Green Bay divisional playoff round at Lambeau Sunday night? I'm think go ahead. Since, You're yeah. so excited. Yeah. Since I just interrupted, I'll start. <laughs> so I am. Last weekend came the wild card round, and I in my in the back of my head I always felt like the Packers are in the playoffs every year. It's just you know as a 31 year old, for most years they are in the playoffs. But last weekend playoff playoff football kicked off, and it hit me like a sack of hammers that all of a sudden I realized the Packers have not been in the playoffs for three years, and it is so much more exciting when you haven't had that taste of playoff football. So throw everything out. I don't care what's happened in the past. I don't care that we're on a win streak in Lambeau. Russell Wilson threw five picks in Lambeau. He's not going to do it again this time. Uh, Our leading tacklers last time we played, one was by the name of Josh Jones. Yeah, that guy's long gone. The Packers need to come out of this bye week totally focused. It's a brand-new season. You need to go 3-0. Let's get this first game. I want to see him use that crowd advantage, get off to a fast start. There's no travel advantage. There's no week off advantage. There's there's nothing to worry about here. Get out to an early lead like we were used to in the first half of the season, and then that was really going to limit the Seahawks offense to have the pass the ball more than they want to. They won't be able to set up the run game if we get that early lead. So I got the Packers. They got to win, so we get to be hardcore bros in Vegas like our like we've always dreamed. Packers 24. Seahawks are only going to get 16. And for MVP, I got to go off the Aaron Jones or Zadarius Smith because I think those are sort of the top pick on offense defense. But I've already been saying it. We've been saying all season he's got something to prove. If there's one guy to doubt, let it be him. It's go time. Hit your targets. Keep it easy. And let's go Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, he is excited. Uh, All right. For my pick, 
Let's see. I'm going to change it because it was very close to Dan's. All right. I'm going to have Green Bay winning, um, and I'll have them winning 27 to 20. Um, I, I think it will be very close. I do think we do uh, come out hot again like we were earlier in the season, uh, score early on the first drive and possibly second. Um, and then I think the Seahawks sort of gain control back in their favor. Um, but I think we ultimately in win 27-20. Uh, um, MVP, mine, mine is going to be weird because he's going to be targeted a lot in this game. I think they're going to try to pick on him. Uh, the old Kevin King, I, I think like he's you, he's going to cut. He's going to come up big with I an like interception. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's going to try to throw it downfield, and I don't think they will succeed. Our our safeties can cover a lot of ground in short time. Amos is going to be playing deep. Uh, he's going to be playing up close and blitzing. Um, I think that'll cause havoc and let Kevin King make some plays. I will say that from watching the game last week, there was a few times where Russell, I mean, Metcalf was on a roll, don't get me wrong, but there were some double coverages that he threw into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh boy. I uh, Vegas has been floating between four to four and a half points in favor of the Packers. I think it's a tight game. I think there's moments where either team could have taken it and absolutely rolled but didn't. I think it's going to be Packers. My my confidence level has increased. I think I texted at one point this week and said Packers by four scores. Uh <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to quelm it and I still haven't quite been proven right. I think it's going to be the exact same score as the last time that uh the Packers were on the field. 23 to 20. So MVP. I feel like everybody's going different. I think it's Lazard. I think Lazard gets a touchdown and, you know, Adams does his thing. Jones does his thing. Hopefully Rogers does his thing. And it's Lazard flexing in the end zone. That's kind of been like, there we are. We have a number two receiver ready for a playoff run. It's very hard to go against the Darius because right now, I mean, he's just, he's got me jacked up beyond belief. But we'll see what happens. We've gone homer picks into this playoff round. Hopefully. Enjoy this, Packers fans. We Enjoy can, this. Yes. Be loud. Enjoy that 20-degree weather in Lambeau. Like, let's just, man, we got to win this. We got to win this. So with that, thanks, everybody. Go, Pack, go. Go.